Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. I have a really fun and informative guest for you today. I'm going to tell you about her in a second. Before I do, I want to let you know that One Couples Spot has opened up at my Hawaii retreat. We have a couple who is not able to come due to some health concerns, and so there's room for two. So that can be any kind of couple. It can be a romantic couple. It can be friends. Maybe you and your business partner want to take a working retreat. I'm sure this is going to go fast, but maybe you're hearing this now and Hawaii was on your wish list and you thought maybe next year, but you're still kind of thinking about it and you were looking for a sign. Well, perhaps this is it. Not perhaps. This is it. (laughs) So email Jill, A-S-A-P, Jill at christinehassler.com and she'll give you all the details. We were going over the itinerary today and planning the menu. I'm so excited. We have so many awesome things in store. Stephanos is going to be leading people through some epic, epic breath work. And of course you get me and hot seat coaching and all my facilitation and some other surprises in store for you. So Jill at christinehasser.com. If you want to check out more details of the retreat, you can go to christinehasser.com slash Hawaii. All right. What if Tony Robbins and Ellen DeGeneres had a baby? Well, she'd probably be a lot like this week's guest, Angie Lee. Angie is a friend of mine and a podcaster, speaker, entrepreneur, marketing, and sales ninja. Her genius is helping women master their marketing and sales so they can make money doing what they love. What began as a silly idea in her dorm room nine years ago turned into a wellness brand that helps thousands of women. Thousands of videos, blogs, and podcasts later and saying, see ya to corporate, she became a wellness influencer, serial entrepreneur, seven figure digital and physical product creator, top 100 ranked podcaster, speaker, and seven figure marketing guru. And aside from that, she also created a line of CBD products with her brother that will help you tame anxiety. It's called Soul CBD. I love their products. I love their CBD. I love their bath bombs. I love their CBD solve. It's all really good stuff. And Angie really blows me away. She's only 29 years old and she's accomplished so much. And I remember, oh gosh, 10 years ago when I was starting to speak in the corporate market about these millennials, these crazy millennials that were coming into the world. And I was pretty much on the cusp, like the beginning end of millennials. Everybody was so concerned. And I would say, and no offense to millennial men, I would say millennial women, they are going to be the ones that step up. They are just badass. And I see so many young millennial women just really, really going for their dreams. And Angie Lee is one of them. She's a hoot. I have so much fun with her and she has tremendous depth as well. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. Before we dive in, perhaps when you heard me talking about Angie and everything she accomplished, you judged yourself and thought, man, I should be farther along or why haven't I accomplished my dreams or I'm such and such age and I want to start over. I don't know what to do. I have all these blocks and issues in my way. Well, you've heard me talk many, many times before about how invaluable it is to have some kind of guide when you're feeling stuck. Whether it be a therapist or a coach, I highly recommend working with someone. And I always want to provide you with resources to find great help, which is why I'm really excited that BetterHelp is our podcast sponsor for this week. BetterHelp is there for you. They offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as 
depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, grief, self-esteem, and more. And it's all online. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential and so convenient. You can get help at your own time, at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can receive a new one at any time for no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. And for my podcast viewers, you get 10% off your month with a discount code over it. Again, that's 10% off your first month with a discount code over it. So go to betterhelp.com to get started today. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. And now on to my talk with Angie Lee. Angie, I have to think, I'm so happy you're here. Yay, I'm happy I'm in your feng shui home. I know. It's so great to have you <laughs> in my home. We were joking because my podcast setup is super old school. I yeah. just have a laptop and a microphone, so we have to sit like super close I and snuggle it. into this one I microphone. Love it. Well, people assume that you have a massive show, you've been doing it for years, you have millions of downloads. People would assume that your show is like in some fancy studio and it's all perfect, uh-huh. right? Same. I've been podcasting for years, millions of downloads, and I literally sometimes do it on my bed. Yeah. Because it feels good. It feels good. And, and it it's works. just an audio. It just you, works. you don't yeah. need to make it. Yeah. You, you just have to take it. your elbows off the table. Otherwise, don't shake the well, mic. Yeah. You have to sit like super still. <laughs> but just relax. Be yourself. Be yourself. But sit like this. I'm going to meditate. In my feng shui house. It's super perfect. You guys, her house is, it, it just has a good energy. And good I was energy. wondering why. And then you're like, oh, it's feng shui. Yeah, it has a good energy. A lot of love in here. So <laughs> it, it's so great to have you here. I've That's wanted so to have you on the show for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's great just to connect with you because our paths have crossed. We have so many mutual friends, and it's just been amazing to see what you've mm. built over the years. Oh, like, thank just you. Just so many incredible things. And yeah. I I wanted to start with, you, you have an event called Pays to be Brave, and that's mm-hmm. just one of the gazillion things that you do. <laughs> gazillion. <laughs> <laughs> I love that word. But I know you are someone who has dealt with your fear gremlins and has mm-hmm. overcome a lot of fear mm-hmm. and has moved forward anyway. And that's a big thing that comes up on the show is yeah. – Because a question a lot of people ask me is, how do I get rid of my fear? Mm -hmm. And usually my answer is, well, you don't. You just just move forward. Or you check in and see if it's a legitimate warning sign. Yeah. So how do you you deal with fear? And what what are your typical fears? Yeah. I would say my biggest fear is the fear of it not being perfect. That's something I've dealt with a lot. And I think I have, my fear of regret outweighs my fear of doing something. Mm -hmm. And so that's, what's really allowed me to just keep trying things and launching things and doing things is that I'm, I'm so terrified of waking up one day when I'm 50 or 60 or who knows when, and and feeling like I could have done more, or I could have actually done what I wanted to do. And a lot of times when I'm coaching women about around fear, what I, what I have them do is, is realize that they're already in their worst case scenario. So especially if this is leaving their nine to five job. This is a very common thing. A lot of my listeners really want to leave their career and go pursue their passion. And they're so afraid of leaving this corporate job. They're so afraid of telling their boss, screw you. They're so afraid of going to start the blog or start the shop or become an entrepreneur, become a life coach. And they're terrified of, of the unknown. They're terrified of jumping. When in reality is they don't, they don't realize that they're actually already in their worst case scenario of being at that job. And so I'll ask them, Hey, could you potentially go back to that job? If when you leave, it doesn't work out. And they always say yes. And it makes you realize that nine out of 10, I feel like a lot of people are walking around already in that worst case scenario. And so that helps me a lot when I'm nervous to Uh do something. I'm like, okay, Angie, you're already here. You may as, you may as well jump. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. I love what you said about regret too, because that's mm-hmm. something I talk about a lot that I'd rather recover from a risk rather than have regret because you can't get time mm. back, but you can really recover from, I love from taking risks. Yeah. And when I'm coaching people, when they tell me what they're scared of, sometimes I'm like, well, come up with a bigger fear. Mm. And for me, the bigger, like right now I am scared to have children. Like there's, I'm not one of those mm. people that's like, I definitely yeah. 1,000% want a baby. To be pregnant, the birth, or to be a mom? All of the what, above. Oh, okay. All of the above. See, I'm not afraid to be a mom or the being pregnant. I'm afraid of the actual human being coming yes. out, of, out of my hoopah. Yes, the pregnancy, not so much. It's more the like, how do I do, like, that looks really painful. And I've been at births and I've seen You're it. You're like, no. Nope. Like, oh, my God. And all my friends have had these epic home births. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, just yeah. do a home birth. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. Like in an amethyst bathtub. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, with Steph playing the drum <laughs> and midwife's chanting. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. But what, so how, and, and so much of it is the fear of the unknown, the fear mm. of, you know, and I've had so much change, someone coming into my life that I love so much yeah. and the, the, the anxiety that comes up with loving someone so much because, yeah. you know, it's like, wow, like I care about you that much. And I know with the child, it's even more so. So, and one of the ways I deal with it is I look at a bigger fear, the mm. fear of, five, 10, 20, 30 years from now, mm-hmm. really being sad that I didn't try, that mm-hmm. I didn't go for it, that I never opened up to the possibility of mm-hmm. being a mother and sharing that experience with Stephanos and yeah. all of that. So do you ever do that? Do you ever come yeah. up with like a bigger fear, like something that scares you more than the current fear? The worst case scenario. Yeah, there was this really interesting study where they interviewed people on their deathbed. And I'll send you the link to this. It was so powerful. And it's not meant to be morbid. It's meant to just wake us up. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes our mortality is something that can really stimulate us to actually take action. But they mentioned that every single person they interviewed had one commonality and that was that they regretted so many things they didn't do. Mm. And it's so painful to hear that because it it reminds you while we're still youthful that that's all we're really going to care about is the people that we didn't say yes to Mm. or the opportunity we didn't take and the job we didn't leave or the person we didn't ask out on the date or, you know, I think that's really all we're going to care about is that the thing, there were so many things we wanted to do and we just didn't do them because of fear when there's nothing really to fear at all. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I always say you're never, you're not going to die. And that's a joke I, I say with my audiences, are you going to die though? And unless it literally is skydiving nine out of 10, the thing you want to do, you're not going to die, right. which is why I won't go skydiving, but I'll like start a business <laughs> and I'll host a huge event and I'll do all these crazy entrepreneurial things and, you know, leave the, leave my relationship and, and yeah. Fall in love again. But when it comes to physical stuff, I won't because I'm like, I probably will die. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> Skydiving, no. Roller coasters, no. Yeah, I'm the same. It's so funny. I'm so similar. You're I hate this. I'm a scaredy cat. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. I'm in a, a forum in EO and they're like, let's go skiing. Like, I'm like, no, let's, let's. <laughs> Let's go to a spa. Yeah. <laughs> but putting yourself out there on yeah. social media or launching yes. things, you're Being not vulnerable. afraid to do. No. Yeah. No, okay. No. So we're not afraid of vulnerability. We're afraid of actually physically yes. falling physically off of falling. A, something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. still will get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Like I'll push myself a little on that. But yeah. I, and it's I, so interesting. Yeah. Study. I think that's, I think, you know, this is just making me think of something. So maybe that's one of the ways we deal with fears. We mm. give ourselves permission to play it safe in certain areas. Mm. And play not so safe in others. I like, like that. Yeah. Maybe because I don't push myself in every area, yeah. I, I push myself in areas that it matters. Ooh, I never thought about that. Yeah, I feel I feel as if I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to going to Six Flags or yeah, I'm with you. These things that all my friends would love to do, and I'm standing in the back of the line, like I'm not getting on this. And there's a four year old in front of me, and he's like, "Woo!" 
And I'm like, nope, not happening. But then I'm like, should I launch this business? Yeah, yeah. let's do it and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, who does that, right? So we all have something. We're all afraid of something. Fear is natural. It's it's mm-hmm. it's here to save us, right? It's yeah. here to protect us. But it's interesting now that we live in this world where our reptilian brain that has fear is something that can hinder us when it comes to business. Exactly. When it comes to taking risks. Because entrepreneurship is really just, I, I believe that entrepreneurship is having a conversation with that fear gremlin every single day. Yeah. So have you been a, you're 30 now, 29 now? 29. Oh. Not 30 yet, guys. Oh. <laughs> so old. Not oh yet. Oh, I'm excited for my birthday? 30s. March 6th. Okay, so you got a little while. I got a yeah. little time. 33 is really the magical year. Really? Like your 33rd year is, I think, the year mm. where, um, well, it's your Christ year, your booty year. It's, I think, the year where so many of us mm really step into who we are and and really make that line in the sand of this is who I've been and this is who I'm not and this is who I am and this yeah. is where I'm going. Oh, I you know? can't wait. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not afraid of my 30s now. I was for a while, but... Why? I don't know. I think growing up in Chicago, growing, growing up in the Midwest, 30 is seen as quote-unquote old. It's seen as you have to have the kids, you have to have the marriage, you need to have mm-hmm. the white picket fence. I moved out to California and I just now feel like I met my person. So it's... Mm-hmm. I, I'm My friends back home think that I'm behind. Wow. They're like, what are you doing? And so it's interesting, but age is so, so interesting. I hang out with some of my best girlfriends are 40 years old. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I understand them more than my friends who would be 24, 25. And so, yeah, age is interesting, but there's so much I still want to do. I feel like I haven't started yet. So that's a good sign. Oh, me too. (laughs) And I've got a decade on you. Um, So have you been an entrepreneur your whole adult life? So what happened is in college, I started a wellness blog and I didn't want to go to class. I was always a rebel, thought school was stupid, thought it was jail. Sorry, mom and dad, but I just never, never, school and me just never worked well. I was always um, very curious and very creative and I felt that that school was very oppressive. And so- Were you ever diagnosed with like ADD or any of those things? I mean, they would tell my mom that, but then she wouldn't really tell me, thank goodness, because she didn't want to give me a label. Smart mom. When I think I was just really creative- and I asked the questions I that agree. other kids weren't asking. Yeah. I was like, why are we here? Why are we in line? Why am I listening to you know this? Or why are we doing this? And so I had a health and wellness blog, and then that started to really grow. I did it on the side or while I was in a chemistry class and would be sitting there creating content. Because you were just interested I was just and bored, passionate? And I just wanted oh, okay. to share. Yeah, I was but just, you, health and wellness was yeah. always something you liked. I loved health and wellness. I was in college for dietetics, so I wanted to be a dietitian. Thought I wanted to go work in a hospital, make 20 grand a year, work 60 hours a week. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> the dream. (laughs) And I love nutrition and wellness. And so I started sharing on on this blog, I started sharing my passion for wellness and workouts. And little did I know over time it started to build. And this is back in 2011, 2012, when it was easier to grow a blog and to grow Mm -hmm. an audience. And so these women started following me for wellness tips while that became mindset tips, my late twenties that then became, became women reaching out to me saying, how did you grow this? How did you monetize it? How did you sell eBooks? How did you do coaching? Mm -hmm. And then it transitioned into marketing coaching. So it's kind of in this natural evolution, but it all started because I was bored in a chemistry class one day. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm going to write a blog about pushups and burpees and Mm -hmm. green smoothies. And it's crazy to think now, 10 years later, that was literally 10 years ago, I built this really amazing audience and and brand because I just put myself out there and I shared my voice and I just love sharing. I'm a natural storyteller. I love, I mean, that's why I love Instagram stories. I love yeah. just sharing what I'm doing and I love helping and I love serving. So it's, it's come very naturally to me, but my brother and I owned a food distribution company for a while. I went to corporate and worked in advertising for a while. We know that didn't last long. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I got really serious and I was like, okay, how can I make this full time? Mm-hmm. And that's when I really buckled down. I got more serious about digital marketing, learning funnels and all of the things. All the things. Did and you, so, are you yeah. self-taught? 
Pretty much. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, wow. yeah. I'm self-taught. That's Are you are too, right? Pretty From much. I mean, I don't, I don't know how to program Infusionsoft. Yeah, I, don't, oh, yeah. I write a lot of, I write my copy and things yeah. like that. I work with copy editors. I couldn't build a funnel by myself. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't sit down at the computer and build Same. a funnel. No, I couldn't. Um, <laughs> but I know how it works. But I've also really paid attention to my zone of genius mm-hmm. and. Me behind a computer for hours a day is is no bueno. It's like, not healthy. It's not, it's not good. Yeah, no, my zone isn't the technical. It's not, I'm not type A. I'm not left brain. I am yeah. all right brain. I'm actually concerned sometimes that my left brain is not there. I'm like, <laughs> there. is it there? Is it there? there? Well, but you're an amazing teacher. Mm. And if you don't follow Angie on Instagram, be sure you do because your stories mm. are great. Mm. But also you're, and I'm going to actually have you go over one of your recent posts because I thought it was so great. Mm. Um, you give really good, both inspirational, motivational, mm. and like, the breakdown of how to do things. And you did a post recently about like, if you were starting your business now, what would you do? It did so well. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Everyone is so intrigued by that post. (laughs) And you were probably just like sitting there in your bed. Like this would be helpful. Literally wrote it while I was getting my hair done at the salon. I'm like, there must be something about people working on your crown chakra because I have, I have written the best things when I'm getting my hair done. Things people say in Encinitas. These women listening are like, what is a crown chakra? Guys, don't worry about it. Google it. It's your head, basically. It's just basically your scalp. Most of my listeners know chakras. Okay, you guys know. Yeah, no, my, my stylist in LA, her business is called Crown Works. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, and she has crystals in her no. nose. I'm dead serious. No. Next time you're in LA, she's great. She's super grounded too. Okay, yeah. You got to get your hair She's like half woo-woo, half grounded. She's, that's she's me. She's a witch. She's a witch. Wow. She's, she's, she's amazing. That's when I channel a lot of my things yeah. when I'm getting my hair done or yeah. if I'm just sitting on my back patio. I write all of my content away from the computer. I've never written a piece of content in front of my computer. You just write on your phone? I write them all on my phone. I voice myself on walks. Oh. So right now in my notepad, in my phone, I probably have the next 16 posts where this morning I get into this, this zone where I feel super creative at 7, 8 a.m. I go on a walk or go on hikes. I'm voicing myself, my ideas, or I'm putting them in my notepad and then I email it to myself and then I can put it for emails. I create all of my copy, all of my sales copy, everything, even soul CBD. My brother will be like, Hey, we have to send this out. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. What feels good? Who's the customer? What do they need? I reverse engineer their pain points. Yeah. I create content and go. So I've created all of my content from my phone. I've that. never sat in front of the computer and said, okay, now I got to write sales page copy. I write copy and then I put it out. Wow. Yeah. So that's a little tip for very creative people who are very active. I can't sit for hours in front of a computer. Mm-hmm. So I've written so much of my content out on walks. I wonder if that's how you'll write your book. Oh, it definitely will be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or I'm going to audio it and then a girl will and sit there and type it and type <laughs> yeah. it. So let's go I'm back too to that, that post about um, if yeah. so we have a lot of people listening who, a lot of coaches mm. listen to the show. Like life coaches. Life coaches, mm-hmm. health coaches, um, what, whatever, insert whatever before coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, just entrepreneurs of different kinds. Yeah. So can, can you go over, I mean, people can read the post, but I'd love yeah. for you to elaborate on it too. Like, because I do think, I mean, it, it's, I've had my business for 15 years yeah. and um, it's, it's hard for me to remain yeah. visible and relevant in the mm. marketplace yeah. just because we're in this information overload. Yeah. So for someone just starting mm. out, that's like, how am I going to make any money and be yeah. seen? Especially now, like I, you have to pay to get people to see your Instagram posts. Yeah. I mean, so much is pay to play. Yeah. So what would, what would you do if you're just starting out? Yeah. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this as a life coach. I, I feel as if life coaching is a skill. It's not necessarily the solution. And so mm-hmm. I think for a majority of women who are just starting, starting with something really broad like that can 
uh, be dangerous for your conversions because people are searching for a specific solution. Yeah. I call her Susan or Becky. She's not Googling like, I need a life coach to help me with everything and anything. Exactly. She's looking for a specific pain. This is usually relationships, money, or wellness. She wants yeah. to lose weight, get laid, or yeah. fix her relationship yeah. 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 or stop an addiction. It's a, it's, a, it's a primal need or a primal want that she has. And so that's why it's important to have this niche specific content in your content or in the beginning, have just one niche, one thing that you do really, really well. I think you're an anomaly in that because I think about you sometimes when I think about this example, you're an anomaly in that you've been doing it a long time and you have niche specific episodes though. It will Mm -hmm. be anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. narcissism or it's still specific. And Mm -hmm. so when someone's searching, right, because a lot of these platforms, their searchability, then you're you're able to pop up and they're able to see you on iTunes or on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. I just think that there's this, this epidemic of what I call the Tony Robbins syndrome mm-hmm. where women are coming out and they're like, I want to help everyone do everything. Right. And you're like, okay, hold up, yeah. <laughs> hold up a second. So do I, so does everyone, right? Yeah. Like you don't just get to do that overnight. And so I'm all about abundance, but I think when it comes to monetizing a business, being strategic about what is the one problem you solve, and then you can add on all these other pieces mm-hmm. and getting really good at that, right? I mean, finding your zone of genius and being able to solve people's problems and become an expert in, in a... a a sector of life, I think is already difficult in itself. So just don't try, don't try to be a, a wellness Everything coach, a life coach, mm-hmm. a relationship coach, and transition a fitness coach, coach and a transition <laughs> coach and a breakup coach yeah. and a feng shui teacher all at once. I'm like, oh my God. Right. Cause when people land on your bio, then on Instagram or on your website, they have no idea what you do. Yeah. So I always say as an organic marketer, you first have to be really clear on what it is you do and who you serve. And as much as you want to come out and be Tony Robbins overnight, you have to realize Tony even started with specific niches mm-hmm. of money or finance and wellness, and then is now the person who can do them all at his conference. Yeah. But I'm super intentional about, okay, what is the focus? Who is the person I'm talking to? And then it makes it easier to create copy and mm-hmm. copy that actually converts mm-hmm. because you know who you're speaking to and you can think of her, okay, Susan, she's got these top three pain points. Let me tackle these three pain points and speak to that versus like, hey, any, hey, everyone, do you have a problem? Let me solve it. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's so vague and vast that um, a consumer who's scrolling can't really pick it up and, 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 run, and, and like actually run with, run with it. it. Yeah. yeah. So I would love to know your thoughts on that. I mean, you don't really have a niche. You have so many. I ones did when I started. It was, it was a, people in a quarter life crisis. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. So you're a great example. You were. I was totally niche. niche. I, my my speaking career was all about millennials and generational so diversity. Twenty five year old, 25 yeah, twenty five. Well, twenty something, so okay. twenty to early thirties. Um, and then, and then it just grew mm-hmm. because I well, I was a life coach, and then I became a spiritual psychologist as well, and yeah. just started talking about all the things. Yeah. But it, I I wouldn't be where I am today without a niche in the beginning. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. that's really important for them mm-hmm. to listen to. Because there's a woman listening who just wants to teach it all and do it all or help women become confident or help women become empowered. And I just feel as if in the beginning, that could be, that's just a slippery slope in the beginning. Yeah. It's it's not clear enough because your consumer isn't you. You have to meet your consumer where they're at and you have to speak to them at their level. Yeah. And sometimes that's a year behind you and they really just want to make money or they really just want to end their relationship or yeah. uh, overcome their depression or get, uh, have a divorce, or I mean, yeah. they just have a specific need. And so feed a need before you're just trying to right. teach everyone everything. That's one of the biggest mistakes I see in the life coaching industry. And then it helps you to create this educational niche specific content where I try to do what's called edutainment. And this is where I'm infusing ed- education and, and entertainment in one. So is it funny? Is it quirky? Is it going to grab their attention? And then also give them a nugget or what I call like a little gem. Yeah. So they feel like, oh, she made me laugh and she gave me something. She made me laugh. She gave me something. So when I'm creating content, I'm always intentional about 
those two things mm-hmm. fusing together. And that takes practice, obviously. It does. Well, it does. And it also takes, I, I don't know. I don't want to say being comfortable with who you are because mm. like we're, there's moments we're comfortable with ourselves. There's moments yeah. we're yeah. not. <laughs> but being yeah. willing to just be yourself mm. and not compare yourself to anybody else. Yeah. And be totally, I guess the word is authentic. To authentic. really just, just be you, whatever that looks yeah. like. And to allow yourself, and you, you mentioned this before, to allow yourself not not to be perfect. Yeah. And I know that was one of the things that you've had yeah. to overcome was the perfectionism. Yeah. I, I feel that a, what limits a lot of women in the online space as well is lack of consistency. And consistency trumps everything. And, and this is not sexy to talk about, but it's the unsexy thing that you've done for the last 15 years mm-hmm. is you were consistent and you showed up when other women didn't. And you still have all of these things you've yeah. done when there were so many times you could have quit. So your secret sauce is that you were really, really consistent and you showed up. And I believe that in order to be consistent at that level for that long, there's no way it was always perfect. There's no way that every post or every sales page or every sales call, I mean, there had to have been a shit show here and there. Oh, yes. (laughs) There just had to have been. That's the only way you learn. I wrote a whole book that was canned. I wrote Chicken Soup for the 20-something Soul. Oh, that's so great. And I I spent a year writing it, and Chicken Soup that year pulled like 18 titles, and mine was one of them. Did they let you do that legally? You were allowed to use Chicken Soup? They... It was a deal with them. Oh, oh, that's so cool. Oh, I was like... (laughs) Yes, and I was so excited about it, and they... You were a writer really young. Oh, yeah. My first book came out when I was like mid-20s. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. amazing. But consistency has been super key for me. Consistency and not comparing myself to other people. Yeah. That's my my trap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I fall into that. The comparisonitis. Mm -hmm. I have found that there's two things I do if I start to feel that comparisonitis. I, one, unfollow or just don't follow the women who, even if I love them, but they make me feel like, man, why am I not where she she is? Or, I mean, there's a lot of women I follow who are literally 10 years older than me. And sometimes I have to give myself grace and be like, Angie, she's 39, you're 29. Like, that's a lot of time. There's so much she knows that you don't know yet. And you have to go through being 29 and going through these awkward phases. And you don't get to be this New York Times bestselling author without actually first writing a few books maybe. And I just have to be realistic with myself a little bit. And I also think there's this level of, instead of being jealous or comparing myself, thinking to myself, wow, that's what's possible. Mm -hmm. If that woman can do it, why can't I do it? So I celebrate it. I'm like, damn, that's amazing that she has all those books or all those things. I want to go do that Mm -hmm. as well. And if she can do it, we're all the same thing. So why not? And really looking at what you want, because I have a lot of, Mm. you know, I've grown up with a lot of the top female entrepreneurs that are out yeah. there. You know, we all yeah. kind of started at the same time, yeah. like Gabby, Marie, Marie like Forleo. all those people. And yeah. um, what they do and what I do is different. Mm-hmm. And also I know how hard like Marie and Gabby have worked and I've worked hard too, but it's been a different, it's been different, right? Mm-hmm. And we have different purposes and different yeah. missions yeah. On, in, on the planet. And so I think also when you look to somebody, you have to ask yourself, do I really want to do everything that she had to do to get to where she is? Or can I be happy with my version of whatever that looks like? You know, we all have different paths and different purposes. So that's one of the ways I deal with it. And then the other way is just to look at the positive projection Mm. to go, what am I seeing in her that I'm not acknowledging in myself? Oh, I love that. Yeah. No, but I think for somebody who's 29, you are like... Miles yeah. and miles and years ahead of so many yeah. people. And, yeah. and it's, it's just important to be super loving with yeah. yourself and not super hard on yourself because yeah. being hard on yourself can be a form of motivation, but not, not a sustainable one. It's not sustainable fuel. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love what you said about that. It's I'm obsessed with the art of fulfillment right now mm-hmm. and studying that as a, at a really young age. So then I don't end up in a situation where I'm uber successful on paper, mm-hmm. but I'm actually not happy. Right. And there's a lot of people that I'm meeting now who are 
10 years older or, or more and are at that point where they've made a ton of money and they've done awesome things, but they're just not really happy, happy or they have what's next syndrome. And so I'm trying to be proactive about that yeah. and study it. Like what, what, it's almost the question of why do people who have it all have depression or yeah. kill themselves? And yeah. why is that a thing even? And so it's interesting that you said that because sometimes we are scrolling literally and I'm thinking, dang, well now I guess I have to have five kids and live in yeah. Idaho and I have to have that. Or girls who follow us think we have to live in California yeah. and maybe you don't, maybe that's not for you. Right? We all yeah. have a different lifestyle and we all have a different like perfect day. And so maybe mine doesn't look like Marie Forleo's and that's okay. I don't want to live in New York City and work 20 hours a day, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a lifestyle it's, thing too. This is something that I like can honestly say I'm pretty good with. Like mm-hmm. that just, and there's a couple reasons why. The first is I started in Hollywood and I was an that's agent right. and I saw the richest and the most famous and just saw that that was not the recipe for happiness. And mm-hmm. so I got the rich and famous out of my system. I mean, I was private jets, Oscars, Golden Globe, hanging out with celebrities. Like, I was I was in that world. And so that's one reason. Did you notice a lot of them were depressed? Yes. Wow. Yeah, or, or just not present. Mm. And also, like you said, the what's next. Like, just yeah. never... Never enough. Never enough. And when your persona and your income and your work becomes your whole identity, mm. if you're not working, then you have to be with yourself. And that's... And yeah. that is really terrifying and yuck for people that have had that whole identity of like doing, doing, doing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to take that pill. And then the other reason is I've just had really good coaches and spiritual teachers who have emphasized to me the importance of the inner work Mm. and got really young. Like I'm here to evolve my soul. And then however I do that help evolve other people's. And so my priority has never been my business. My priority oh, has never the been friendships money. and other things. It's well, first, it's been my own personal growth and mm-hmm. evolution, yeah. like you know, making the decision to go off antidepressants, like resolving a lot of the things yeah. that I've overcome in my life. So that's always been my priority: my my psychological and emotional health and Your my health spiritual works. growth. And then it's been relationships mm-hmm. and the people in my love. And then also like. I don't want a stressful life. Yeah, yeah. Like I had a few years, a yeah. few years ago where I was like taping a TV show and I was all over and I was I was just working all the time. Yeah. And it looked great from the outside, but I was just like, this is, this, yeah. this is just so stressful. What does stress cost you? I don't, I don't you? want this. So that's one thing that I, you know, has brought me a lot of peace is that sometimes Instagram will like hypnotize me into <laughs> believing that I need to be doing more and I'll have those moments. But at the end of the day, like, I don't feel stressed in my life. I love that. Which is, like, a really good feeling. You seem like a calm person. Yeah. Is that your secret to looking so good? <laughs> Tell think, us all. I think so. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, you just look, yeah, so. you look, like, young and, like, well-rested and, like, you, yeah. Oh, thank you for that. You look just great. You have great skin. I mean, I think there is, you, you'll notice when you meet people if they have a hectic job. Mm-hmm. You can literally see it in their yeah. face. And we're not, I'm, we're not having this discussion to scare anyone, but I've met so many successful, really driven entrepreneurs. I mean, just like that intense masculine energy, whether this isn't a woman or a man, mm-hmm. and they look really tired and old and like, yeah. they're not even old. And yeah. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, oh my God, no, no, I cannot look 50 when I'm 40. Like, yeah. no. And so now I'm like, I need a lifestyle that I make what I want to make. I impact who I want to impact. And then the rest, I have a great yeah. balanced lifestyle. I focus on family, friendships. This can't be it, especially if I'm the brand that could be so scary yes. to be obsessed with validation and likes. And it becomes this ego game that I receive a hit every single time someone says, you're great, you're great, you're great. Well, who am I outside of the Angeli brand? Who am I outside of the podcast? Who am mm-hmm. I? Mm-hmm. I'm still a valuable person, right? Mm-hmm. But it's hard to find that when 
you receive a lot of your validation and your love through people telling yeah. you all day long, DMing you or writing you saying, you're amazing. Your book's amazing. Your event's amazing. I mean, that's yeah. a scary influencer trap, right? It, yeah. I'm curious about this for you. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> I, you know, even though I wrote my book in my twenties and I was, had a website and stuff, social yeah. media wasn't what it was. Uh, and so yeah. I didn't spend my twenties on Instagram. Like I yeah. didn't, I think it's your twenties are when you're growing up as an adult. Yeah. And so I'm curious how that's been for you because you're basically your adult, whole adult life. You've been an influencer and you've been right, on social media people. and you've been tracking your life. Yeah. How has that impacted you? Wow. No one's ever asked me that. And it's weird that that's been a relevant thought of mine lately is um, this idea because at 23, 24 is when I started posting my first videos and blogs mm-hmm. and making my life public, quote unquote. Obviously, I'm not a celebrity, but making it public. And I think when you're an influencer you have this heaviness on your chest a little bit to show up a lot. Mm -hmm. And so naturally, thank goodness, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I'm I'm an ENFP. So AKA, I like love people. I love sharing. I love storytelling. I'm very outgoing. I I love showing people where I am at, what I'm eating, what I'm doing. That comes very natural. But there is a point too where I'm a human and I get tired and I don't think it's always healthy. I I think it's affected my presence a lot. I think it's affected some relationships because I was putting work before anything else. I think it has affected a little bit of like that, the dopamine hit of mm-hmm. where do I get significance in love? So now I'm very, very aware of it of, okay, I'd rather receive love from my friendships or things I do outside of this brand than just from these strangers on the internet. And yes, they feel like family to me, but I really don't know her. And who is yeah. she to, to judge me, whether it's positive or negative? And yeah. so it is a scary situation to be in. So now I'm trying to have that healthy, healthy balance, right? Because what is the answer? I mean, to these Hollywood people you met, mm-hmm. what is the answer? Do you think they step back? Do you think they find more balance? Do you think they find happiness and simplicity or mm-hmm. what do you do? Yeah. Right. Cause my brand's yeah. only going to keep growing and growing. And I have this vision of like the next Tony Robbins. And yeah. I-, I think I want that because I'm paper. Right. But what would that entail? What kind of lifestyle right. is that? Do I want to be on private jets every day? No. Do I want to travel that much? No. Do yeah. I also want to be a mom? It's like, there's this, a lot of these things that are conflicting. Yeah. So it's interesting to study. What do you really, really want? What's yeah. actually going to make you happy right. versus just putting yourself out there and getting these false dopamine hits from people telling you you're amazing. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I don't know that I have the the perfect answer for that. What I have found has worked for me is... This is my coach's corner. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Is really getting good at following the flow and following the internal guidance. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because when we were in Europe, Stefanos and I were just having talks and he's in the middle of a launch. And I said to him, I don't think you're using your spiritual powers enough. Like you call mm. these people in, like yeah. you're, you're Facebook ads and you're doing all the external things and you're external. hustling, but you're forgetting about alignment and the people yeah. you have divine appointments with and like what you're mm. supposed to do. And that's really how I've run things. I, it, whether it's calling in a new client or bringing in something new, it's, it's an internal guidance. And then if it's really hard, and it's causing me stress, I'm like not in alignment and oh, I, I'll yeah. stop. Like yeah. I won't do it. I'll, yep. I'll shift gears and I'll get that feedback. So I, that's been the answer for me and having that mm. balance is it's knowing that I'm a co-creator and really paying attention to how I'm feeling when I'm doing it Yeah. versus, all right, what is like my ego? Because I, I'm like mm. the, the teased, nerdy, never had the boyfriend, never yeah. was in the popular group. Like, yeah. so I definitely have chased significance in, yeah. do you like me? Do you like me? Like, yeah. did you like my post? Do you oh, like me? Do you like yeah. me? So, because the fourteen-year-old girl oh, in you 14, yeah. wanted to be the cool girl. Exactly. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be the yeah, cool girl? Of course. So it'll come up sometimes, but I'm just aware of it, and I have so much compassion for her. And then yeah. I give her that validation. Yeah. Like, 
I give like myself back. And then, then it's just like any quote unquote validation I get from the outside world just is a added bonus. It's it's like a bonus. Yeah. I love that. It's not my oxygen. Yeah. I think having days where I'm not on there at all, like weekends where I could just be present with loved ones and just know like, Hey, I don't need to receive a DM from a girl saying, I loved your episode. It changed my life. That's great. That's actually, that fuels my tank, but it can't be my everything. Mm -hmm. And I have to realize that if tomorrow that went down and would I still be happy? Would I still feel like I'm enough? Am I still somebody outside of all of that? So I think it's a, there is no one answer to this, right? Yeah. Cause it's a catch 22 because it's a part of me is like, who am I to be complaining about this? I literally get to be paid to be who I am and myself. That's awesome. So as long as I am authentic in myself, this is the greatest job in the world. I asked for this, right? right. I signed up for this, but then there's the negative of it with, with any career that, that comes with, I feel like I need to be on a lot. I feel like I need to be that person. I feel like my energy is what really makes, makes my business grow. And so making sure I'm always energized is key. Yeah. And it's a very externally exhausting job mm-hmm. at times. So I think for me, having breaks is the mm-hmm. secret yeah. because I'm not a machine. And I think I think I'm a machine. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a machine. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, wait, I I'm a human I being. I was a machine in my 20s. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I can't wait till I don't think I'm a machine. Well, your body will tell you. <laughs> you're like, just wait. Your just body wait. will be like, uh, hey, baby, you're, you're, you're not a machine. You're not a machine. Yeah. You're an actual human being actual who breathes and needs yeah. lots of sleep and rest and... Yeah. rest just as much as you work, if not more. I mean, that's my dream is to have a lifestyle that feels feels flowy and feels good. Yeah. And it's not about a certain number anymore. It was always about a certain number before of what I needed to make. And now it's, what could I make to live the lifestyle I want and, and take care of my family, have the beautiful home, the kids, mm-hmm. whatever, but then also don't make so much that I don't know what to do with it. Now it's a huge stress, right? There's a tipping point with income, I feel like. I want enough to like have the freedom, yes. but then not so much that I have to manage all this crap and no. Well, there was you know? a study. I can't remember. Who so did San Diego study. to say, I but know. I just want to live a, a chill life, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we all do. I think no matter where you live, and true, you probably know this study. Um, I can't remember who did it. Maybe you know, but that there's a certain number of of income, like of yearly income, yeah. that like is the the marker for where like happiness tips, and after that, it doesn't really matter. Wow. So I think that the study is it, it, they just did it again. I think it increased to like like one hundred ten thousand dollars, like. Yeah. Bef- if you don't make that, it's sometimes a little harder because yeah. you're struggling to pay bills and of course, all those kinds the anxiety of things. is high. Mm-hmm. But once you get to like a hundred thousand, like the level of happiness between someone that makes a hundred thousand and a hundred million yeah. is not that different. Wow. It's, it's at that point your life decisions and, and how you yeah. live. Um, and it, it's just, I think, one of the most concrete studies that money doesn't buy happiness, that yeah. it doesn't lead to that. Neither does yeah. neither does your Instagram following, neither does recognition, yeah. all that kind of thing. Oh, that's juicy. I love that because I have friends who are in that situation of, okay, 300 grand a year. And if they only made 600 grand a year, and it's like, for what? If you yeah. actually have intentionality behind that money and it's going to something, maybe a cause or a family, that's great. But I do believe that it, within a few hundred grand, I don't think it's a maker or breaker for yeah. your life if you're killing yourself to make that few extra hundred grand, which is funny because few, even a few years ago, I felt so differently about money. I was like, the more, the better, make it all, make it fast. Let's go. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh man, it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot of, it's, it's funny. It's like, I think the older you get, you start to really assess your stress levels. If you're someone who really prioritizes health and mm-hmm. biohacking and anti-aging and all this stuff, I'm like, the number one thing that's going to kill me is stress. So yeah. I might as well manage that. And then everything else <laughs> Okay. Well, and you have an incredible company that helps manage that. Oh, I do. I so, forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about Soul CBD. Yeah. 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 So my brother and I, he's a professional athlete. He's a fighter. And I was dealing what with- What kind of fighter? A, a boxer. Boxer. Okay. Yeah. So he's a uh, top five in the world boxer, was dealing with a lot of physical pain, 
I was dealing with anxiety attacks. I told Christine, that's literally how I found her is I was having anxiety attacks. And one of my girlfriends, when I was living in Chicago three years ago, sent me the link to her show. And she's like, you'll like this girl. She's great. And I popped it in my ears and <laughs> just don't play oh, yeah. the table. <laughs> Keep going. I popped it in my ears and, um, you guys know her soothing voice. It was like <laughs> butter. I was like, mm, this is great. So my, uh, I was dealing with anxiety. My brother was dealing with a lot of physical pain. We both started taking CBD mm. and we both loved it. And then one day we were together and he said, I, I love this so much. This has helped us both so much in our, in our lives. What if we got into the mm. business? And I had already been thinking about bringing in a physical product. I had digital products. I had my live event. I had my podcast. And I was like, what could I bring in that's a physical product because I truly believe that you do have some more freedom when you have something yeah. physical that is selling actually while you sleep versus coaching. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's still trading time for money. So I was done with that. And I was like, what could I bring in? It's it's risky, right? The industry of this, the CBD industry is a little risky to get into, but for people that may not know what is CBD. Oh yeah. I should tell you guys, what, you're like, what's CBD? Um, so CBD is cannabidiol and it is the non-hallucinogenic part of the plant, of the cannabis plant. So essentially it's the part with all the medicinal benefits, zero THC. THC is the part that gets you high, stoned, mm-hmm. <laughs> what people see as marijuana. So what we sell is essentially the beautiful, what I think is one of the most beautiful healing parts of the plant without any of the negative side mm-hmm. effects. So it's very healing for the brain, the joints, people use it for anxiety, sleep issues, pain management. Oh my gosh, children are using it for seizures. I mean, that's really where it started is they were giving really high dosages of CBD to children with seizures. So Mm. we got into it because it just helped him so much with pain and me so much with anxiety. And now it's one of my favorite plants. It's one of my favorite things. And now I own a CBD line and it's blowing up. It's crazy. We've had some of our biggest months. We now just hired on new people. We have a new facility we're opening. I mean, it just, when your heart is in it and the intentionality is in it, Mm -hmm. not even just like what you said, the front end of all the Mm -hmm. ads and stuff, but we literally are running this through passion of really wanting to get CBD in people's hands. Mm, it, mm, it grows. Mm. And so it's crazy now to be running that business and doing all the marketing and the copy and all that for, for a physical product. One, now. it's really great. I love your CBD yeah. oh, and yay. I love your bath bombs too. They're, they're epic. Oh. Have you talked about CBD in your show yet? No. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, wow. Exactly. That's why I wanted to talk about it with you. Yeah. I'll have to bring Mike back on and he's more of the science-y, oh, the nerdy yeah. of it. I love that. Ooh, great I love episode. That. Founders can, episode. Yeah. We can do a little something for my listeners. Because you guys, CBD. it's magical. Whether it's mine or someone else's, get get some CBD in your hands. And you can, no matter what state you live in, you can have CBD. Yep. It's correct? completely legal. Yeah. In any state, I travel with it all the time. I bring the bath bombs, the tinctures. You can give it to your pets. It works really well on pets. So we were born with an endocannabinoid system, which this is really cool if you guys are kind of a little skeptical and like, ah, do you need it? Do we not? We were born with an endocannabinoid system. So we have receptors that are actually ready to take in Mm -hmm. cannabis, which is fascinating because, I mean, it just proves that we were born ready for it. And so I just think that's absolutely incredible to know that it's a plant that our body Mm -hmm. was almost ready to receive anyway. And if you were going to start using it for anxiety or inflammation or any of those things, how would you go about doing it? Yeah, I would start with the lowest dosage. Obviously, it depends on so many things, metabolism, weight, sex, your lifestyle. Dosage for CBD is one of the most difficult things to do. I can take 300 milligrams a day and not feel anything and be completely fine. Another person, it could maybe make them a tad sleepy. But what's beautiful about CBD is there's no harmful side effects. Mm. There's no toxicity levels. And so you guys literally could buy one of our 500 milligrams, drink the whole thing and you probably sleep would. Well. Maybe, yeah. You probably just sleep really well or feel really, yeah. really, really blissed out, but you wouldn't be high. You wouldn't have any harmful side effects. There is no 
toxicity levels. So it's incredible that people aren't more open-minded to it when, I mean, we have bars on every corner and I alcohol know. is one of the most toxic things for your body. Yet we have yeah. this plant that could literally heal people and, yeah. and we're adverse to it. But again, that's just the world we live in right now. And that, that's going to change in a few years, I think. I think so too. But I would start with a dropper under your tongue. That's the most efficacious, or you can smoke it through a pen. Obviously some people don't want to do that because it feels maybe if they don't smoke, that feels a little weird, but I would start with droppers under your tongue yep. or a bath bomb. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Yeah. And for me, I have to use it for a little bit, like mm-hmm. consistently yep. for a few days to a week before I start to feel the benefits. Yeah. From it. But I'm out. I need to get more. Of Ooh, yes. I'll have my peeps send you so, some. Yeah. It's so delicious. So, mm-hmm. So thank you so much for oh, coming this. and talking yeah. about all the things. You have a big event coming up as well. I do, Can you I share do. a little bit about that? My wedding. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, Christine has her wedding. <laughs> I have what's kind of my wedding, but not as cool because, you know, not okay. getting married at it. But <laughs> my event is Pays to be Brave. So it's a female entrepreneurial event in San Diego. This is my second year of it now. It's crazy. I was telling Christine off the record, it's so much work, but it's um, it's a passion project for sure. And I'm going to have 1,500 women this year, wow. which is insane, right? I'm like, this is going to be bigger and cooler than my wedding will ever be because <laughs> after this, I've just spent all my money on Paisley Brave. But um, it's for the woman who knows she's made for more but doesn't know what that is. And she could already be an entrepreneur. Maybe she's an online coach. That's a majority of who's there. But then we have women who have a nine to five, but they want to start an Etsy shop or they don't know what it is, but they just know they're craving right. a different life. And so it's for the ambitious entrepreneurial woman who wants to meet amazing speakers, learn all things sales, marketing, personal development. It's basically a huge business party. And I felt like that didn't exist. I feel like there were a ton of boring business conferences where guys were like, this is a sales funnel. And you're like, want to stick a pencil in your eyeball? And you're like, shut up, this is boring. Or there's like very, very, um, what I call like, you know, hippy dippy events where it's like, hold her hand and look her in the eye. And I'm like, okay, we need a middle ground. We need something where it's like grounded, real deal, how to actually grow a business, but also mindset, a little bit of woo-woo training, mm-hmm. and let's have a baby and make that. I so that. that's what I created. Oh, I so wish I could be there this Oh, year. I know. I'm like, Christine, come speak. And I'm like, dang, she's going to be gone. <laughs> yes, I'll be on my honeymoon. But Hey, I, that sounds fun. I'd love for some of my- Let's switch. I'll go on your honeymoon. Okay, you speak at these. Perfect, perfect. It's a fair trade. I don't know how Stefan also feels about Stephanos that. Stefan also is fine. He's, yeah, I already he's asked him. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> You're blonde too. You're fine. You're fine. You have the same do. energy. Do. Mix it up a little bit. Um, so where do people find out about that, about yeah. CBD and follow you and tell them all the things? Yeah. You guys can go to mysoulcbd.com. That's the name of our CBD line. Pays to be brave.com for the live event. And then come creep on me and say hi on Instagram at Angie Lee Show. Awesome. Thanks, Yay. Angie. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>